Today we are reading from the Gospel of Luke, and uh, this story is chapter uh, 5, verses 12 through 16. Once when he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Then Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he ordered him to tell no one, Go, he said, and show yourself to the priest, and as Moses commanded, make an offering for your cleansing for a testimony to them. But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. This is the word of God for the people of God. When we think about Jesus so often... What we think about is his healing ministry. So much of the Gospels are about this power and this possibility of Jesus to heal and make whole. But there are many times I think we read these stories and uh, we sort of sell them short. Uh, we think of them in too simplistic of terms. Sometimes these stories are simply about the healing of sin. As if uh, sin is uh, the cause of everything that happens to us in life. And it is, it is not. We don't always sin. That was sort of an ancient mentality that Jesus sort of dispels. The other thing that we tend to think about when it comes to these stories is somehow we imagine that this leper was completely cured and totally made whole as if suddenly everything that was wrong about him is now he's perfect forever. And the problem here is, of course, that these folks, if, if that were true, they would be uh, going from church to church today witnessing to their story because they would never have gotten sick again and died. All of these people in these stories will still suffer from the human condition at some time. And so you might not be surprised uh, that I want us to go a little bit deeper into this healing narrative uh, from the Gospel of Luke, that I'm always trying to get us to look a little more carefully and to dive a little bit deeper into the scriptures to understand what it is that Jesus is trying to teach us and how Jesus is trying to get us to live. So the first thing that's really important to understand about this story is that we have a tendency to think of this as a healing of a physical condition. This man has leprosy. Now, many of you understand that in biblical terms, leprosy was used to refer to any kind of skin condition. Uh, 
In other words, this guy could have acne. This guy could have eczema. Maybe he just has a bad, itchy rash. It doesn't mean he had the kind of leprosy we think of in terms of leper colonies and all. He just had something showing on his skin that was wrong with him. And of course, in the ancient world, to have some kind of condition like that meant that you would now be isolated. You would be unclean. You couldn't participate in the community. You couldn't do your normal job. You couldn't support your family. You could not draw near to God because you had this condition and you're not worthy of God. What this is telling us is it wasn't just about physical healing. This man was suffering psychologically. This man was suffering emotionally. He was suffering spiritually. It may not have even been the skin condition that he was most concerned about. And what we find when we dig a little deeper is that these stories are telling us that human beings are very complex creatures. We are operating on all these different levels and they all are in need of the healing that Jesus Christ can offer. We are multidimensional and all of these things need the healing power of Jesus. The whole of our person needs the healing power of Jesus. Now, there's a second thing that this story is telling us fairly clearly. And that is this. We need to want the healing that Jesus offers. Jesus doesn't go out and find people and say, oh, by the way, are you in need of healing today? They come to him. They do whatever it takes to get to Jesus. They have people who help them get to Jesus. Uh, if you think about this man, he is not supposed to be out running around in public. He's supposed to be hidden away somewhere where he's unclean because we don't want you in our good company. You are unclean. You are not worthy. It takes a lot for him to say, I don't care about what society is saying. I am going to make my way to Jesus because I want the healing that I know he can offer. A lot of times today our society will say, oh, psh, forget about Jesus, you have a credit card. Forget about Jesus, uh, you can just go out and party it away. You have to want to come to Jesus for that healing. We know this on a lot of levels. I mean, think about the person who goes to their doctor and I have this certain condition, this sort of physical condition, and, and the doctor says, well, you know, if you just start eating right, quit on the fast food, and if you'll walk a little bit every day, I, I guarantee you this will improve. And the person's like, can't you just give me a pill? Because I don't really want to be healed. If I really wanted to be healed, those things would be less important. Or think about someone who has an addiction. Right? We all know quite well that you can't get someone with an addiction into recovery until they want to be made well. 
We as human beings have to want the healing that God offers to us. And the problem is, so many times, <laughs> we want the healing that we want. We don't want the healing God wants to give. Which really brings me to the third point here of importance. When I say this idea that, that we want the healing that we want, a lot of times people will be, well, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed for this, and God didn't do what I want. Why not? Well, for one thing, God will always give us the healing that we need, not necessarily that we want. Let me say that a second time. God does not always give us what we want, but God gives us what we need. You see, we human beings who live in a fallen world and are broken and have all these things, these pressures, we often want things that are not the things that God wants for us. And it means that so often we want to be on the ship sailing through life toward the destination, but we want to have the wheel. We just want God on the boat so that if we, we need something, we can be, hey, God, come here a minute. Can you do this? And all the while, God is trying to say, give me the wheel. You're not the master and commander of this ship called life. I am. Give me the wheel. And sometimes we'll give God the wheel, and then we're like, wait, but, ah, I want to go over there. And God's like, uh-huh, and you're going to go right into the stormy seas. Please give me back the wheel. In other words, fundamentally, the healing that needs to take place in our human existence is this will that wants to do what we want to do rather than the will that is conformed to Christ and to what God holds before us for the fullness of our human life. We like to think we know best. We want to make our own decisions. Hey, I'm in control of my life until you're not. And all the time, God is offering this healing and this wholeness in which we have to again and again be willing to give over that, that wheel to God, to let God be the one who is helping us steer through life rather than demanding what we think will make for the best life for us. Sometimes when we're praying for one thing, God knows this other thing needs to be healed first, if this is ever going to work out. So it's really important when we think about these healing narratives to remember that ultimately at heart we have a will that needs to be healed and made whole, a will that conforms to God's will, a will that does what God wants. Because the more we are able to do that, the happier, the healthier, the more at peace we will be with this world, which will not, in our lifetimes, 
ever be perfect, nor will we ever be perfect. Day by day, month by month, we will continue to need the healing and wholeness that is offered to us in Jesus Christ. You see, what Jesus is trying to tell us is that no matter who we are, no matter what we have done or what has been done to us, no matter what's happening in the world or in our lives, God is not done. God is not done with this world despite its tragic nature, despite the evil and the discord that we see. God is not done healing our world. God is not done with this church, with this community of faith. God is still at work healing and making us whole. And if you lately haven't felt the Spirit moving among us, you're not paying attention. God is at work. And yes, it's also true that God is not done with any one of us. We haven't arrived. God is still at work healing each of us, making us whole. God is not done with you or you or you or you or me. Probably my favorite song right now is by Torn Wells. It speaks to my soul, and it's God's not done with you. And the words of this song are so important. They say, God's not done with you, even with your broken heart and your wounds and your scars. God's not done with you, even when you're lost and it's hard and you're falling apart. God's not done with you. It's not over. It's only begun. So don't hide. Don't run. Because God's not done with you. Give the wheel to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you now to turn uh, to the litany of healing and wholeness found in the bulletin. It's the excerpt. And while you're looking for that, I ask that you center yourselves as we reflect on these words together. God of love and life, you are with us. You are the air that fills our lungs. You offer us life. You offer us healing and wholeness, leading us to be who we are created to be, here and now. No matter what we have done or what has happened to us, no matter how we feel about our lives, your love is reaching out, offering us a deeper connection with you. 
God is not done. Come, Holy One, heal us and make us whole. We are your people, a village of faithful followers. Our church is called to be a place of welcome, life, community, faith, and service. Weave us together by the thread of your spirit. No matter the struggles we have faced or the losses we have experienced, no matter the good we have already done, you call us to go deeper in loving and serving one another. God God is is not not done. done. Come, Come, Holy Holy One, heal us and make us whole. We are Christ's body in the world, called to be salt and light. The world needs the love and life of Jesus Christ. No matter the lives we have touched or the depth of the suffering we see, you ask us to go deeper into the world you so love, bringing transformation in the midst of suffering, here and now. God God is is not not done. done. Come, Come, Holy One, heal us and make us whole. In In this this day, we we pray pray for for your your grace to help us go deeper as your disciples, your church, and your body in the world. Heal us and make us whole. Amen. Amen. We invite you throughout the month of October to use this litany, to keep this litany, to pray this litany. And now we offer you the opportunity to come to this altar to pray for healing, wholeness, to be anointed, if you would like that anointing from God, to participate in this asking of Jesus to heal and to make whole. Come as you will.
It's not done.